All right, so I got a question. Okay. This is something I always wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Before you actually had your first child, did you think our relationship would change? I don't feel like I was fully prepared for the differences that would come, the um, consumption that would come from all avenues and the person I would have to become in order to now add on a duty of wife, entrepreneur, and now mother. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? We're your host, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. So, I mean, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, before she has this child, does she know or does she even think that our relationship may change and shift some type of way? I feel like that when it comes to the people that you're talking to and the people that are preparing you for different phases of life, I don't think they talk about the relationship with the partner as much as they talk about like, oh, you're not going to get a lot of sleep or, you know, um, Things are going to be different, you know, when they be like, oh, get your sleep now because you ain't never going to sleep again. Like all those things. It's always in regards to what's going to happen with you and the baby. But it's not a lot of conversation or or preparation in regards for you and your spouse. Like there's nobody saying, hey, here's how to reconnect with your spouse after baby. You know what I mean? Right. I agree. There's no blueprint when it comes to that. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of couples are ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, you might be preparing yourself mentally like you're about to have a whole child, um, but you never really, really know uh, what's going to change uh, until that happens. But and I think the reason why you don't know what it's going to feel like or be like once it actually changes is because you're so excited in the moment. You know what I mean? Like when you're going through the process of pregnancy, you know, even through the sicknesses and all that stuff like that, like you're so focused on my life is about to change, but I'm about to bring forth life or I'm about to meet my child. You know, when it's your, especially when it's your first, like, wow, I'm about to, my, everything is about to be different, but not just in the sense of the person, the child's going to be here, but I literally am growing a person. And so I think it's important kind of to just, you know, before we really deep dive into this topic of how, um, you know, how things change in our relationship after having a child. Um, I think we should talk about the birth story, like like our whole pregnancy journey. Okay. The whole pregnancy, the whole journey or just, you know, how no, he uh, came about? Yeah. I mean, I guess once <laughs> we found out, like we'll, we'll save the rest for another day. But, you know, um, it was our anniversary. It was our wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was... <laughs> It was um, our anniversary. I did. Yeah, it, def- it definitely was. Wow. So uh, we uh, went to Miami for our second anniversary. Yeah. And, um, you know, just chilling, kicking it. And I'll never forget, like, you brushed up against my boobs and I screamed. You know what? When you when you, when that happened, immediately I knew. I said, she's pregnant. I don't know how. I don't know why I thought that. But my initial reaction or what I was thinking, she got to be pregnant. What what made you think that, though? I mean, just I mean, I've read up on things before. OK. You know, and uh, symptoms of, of, you know, early pregnancy of knowing uh, when somebody's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things like sore breast. That was one of those things. And the crazy part was I, I feel like I thought about it, but I didn't know because I have never you know, some women have that as their PMS symptoms, like, oh, I know Correct. my cycle is coming on or all this stuff. Like that. I've never experienced any of the symptoms that are really on that um, pregnancy symptoms list. Right. And I was just like, what the hell is that? You know, and also to contribute to that, you were kind of late, weren't you? you were like, oh, no, I was extra late. Because I like remember I told five, you, seven days late. <laughs> I told you when we were going on this trip, like, hey, I just want to let you know the day we get there. It's going to be that time of the month. And sorry about that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I remember that now. And that, and that's why that I, I thought that. That day came. The next day came. When that third day came, I was like, sheesh. I mean, yeah, I've been late before, but God. <laughs> <laughs> Right. This has been scary. But my God. 
then the next day came and I think we went home on like a Friday. We got there on like a Sunday. We went home on Friday and I was like six days late at this point. And wow. that Saturday, I remember I went to get us a smoothie um, at Kill Me Crazy and I went to Walgreens. I was like, let me just grab a little pregnancy test. No, no, no. We got pizza when we got home and my stomach was towed up. I remember really? we were sitting there watching oh. a movie or something like that, and mm. my stomach the just started pizza. getting, I don't even know what you call it. It was just really bad. and But I didn't think nothing of it. Like, I mean, you know, people have upset stomachs. Yeah. People, yeah, have that. and So I went and got that pregnancy uh, test the next day, but I was I was just kind of like, ah, it's not going to be positive anyway. <laughs> so you were hoping it wasn't positive? I don't know if I was hoping it wasn't positive. I just didn't want to get my hopes up in case it wasn't because there have been plenty of times where we thought that I could have been pregnant and I wasn't. So at that point, I feel like, you know, now you're talking about two years into our marriage and it just ain't happening. So I don't really want to get my hopes up. Yeah thinking that this one is going to be the one and it's not and then i'm you know sad and all that stuff. so i was just like it is what it is and we wasn't trying to get pregnant too i mean i feel like if you're not well, not if you're not preventative exactly i don't, I don't <laughs> know exactly if we weren't trying because we wasn't trying to prevent it we either were not not trying but you know you you see lifetime stories and people really trying to get pregnant things yes. like that and sometimes it doesn't happen mm-hmm. we, we wasn't experiencing that to an extent yeah to an extent and when I when I brushed up against you and I knew that I was like, man, she's pregnant. She got to be pregnant. At this point, I'm preparing myself mentally. I'm like, okay. I'm what about, did you I'm feel in that moment? What did you? <laughs> I, I literally said, I'm about to be a father. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm freaking out in my head. I'm like, she got to be pregnant. There's no way. She's seven days late. Feels like seven weeks. And now her breast hurt. What else? You know. And I'm I'm like, okay. You got to prepare, bro. She's she's definitely gonna be pregnant. Have her take a test. Right. And we never talked about the test. I went and got one. But when you saw it, when I came home, you were like, is that a pregnancy test? Oh, I was going to tell you to get one of those. And I was yeah. like, OK, cool. Well, I guess we're on the same page here. Um, and I took it and I got in the shower because I didn't really want to know. You didn't want to know. You were very, very scared. I was. So why, like, why, why didn't you want to know, though? Because I didn't want it to say. It's like, you know, like I feel like as a woman, sometimes even though you're not prepared for it, you're not planning for it. It's like. You can you get just that little sense of hope, like yeah. wow, that would be. It's like I we were at a place in our lives and our marriage, like we had been together for what seven years, mm-hmm. and we were just in a place where it's like if it happens, I'm not upset. Like if right. it happens, I'm perfectly fine, so I can live either way. Yeah, and so in that moment, I'm like, I don't want to have this little ounce of hope that I do have. And then, you know what I'm saying? My joy gets crushed. So let me just act like it's going to be negative anyway. That way I'll yeah. feel better. Understandable. So I grabbed the test um, after you, 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 you did what you did. I grabbed the test and uh, you want to say what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Cause you thought I was, I did. I had did like a, <gasps> he was like, <gasps> And yeah, I was like, I like shut a pause, your a dramatic pause, you know. <laughs> yes, and I definitely cussed him out. Like you are effing lying to yeah, me. Yeah, stop effing lying. I'm stop like, effing lying. Lord, you, okay. And he was like, "No, babe, it ain't never said that before." And right. I'm like, like, I ain't never seen this many lines. No, I don't even think. I think it was the one that just said pregnant, right? I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't know. Either one. I it never said what I saw. I was like. It never did this before. And immediately Malcolm started sweeping the floor because he said he needed to clean up the house because yeah. his baby was on the way. Yeah, I started cleaning, uh, try to yell at the window. And he did try to yell out the window, but we lived on the 19th floor and it only opened a little bit. Yeah, it only <laughs> cracked. But I was definitely clean. I was ready. I was like, okay, oh man. I'm First of all, I'm, I'm really am freaking out though. I'm like, okay, what, what do I do next? She pregnant. Lord, uh, do you need to sit down? What what, what no, needs to happen? Max, we were you were definitely doing the most as if the baby was here today. <laughs> um, but I could appreciate that because you never know what you feel like you'd want or need in those moments, and you were by far, I mean, five out of five partner in pregnancy. I appreciate that. You were wonderful. Um, so fast forward, you know, you're going through the whole situation. We at that point found a new had to find a new place to live. We were shopping around trying to figure out where we we're going to go, um, you know, trying to make sure business was running by itself. There was a lot going on in preparation for who we were. Like, how does our life our life change so much? I think it changed for me the most when I couldn't operate our business the way that I was. And I think it was in those moments that. 
I I felt like I had prepartum depression. Prepartum? Because okay. things started to shift mentally. Um, it was hard for me to, like, in the first trimester, I can't tell nobody, you know what I'm saying, that Correct. I'm pregnant. I'm sick as sick as a dog. Right. I yeah. I mean, I, the nausea, morning sickness is a lie. It's a scam. It was all day, every day yeah. sickness. Um, I had some other medical challenges that happened during that time that it was just very uncomfortable. So I can't say anything. I'm feeling sick. And so I kind of like just fall off the face of the earth in regards yeah. to what it was that I was doing because I can't say anything. I can't be vocal about it. And so um, I think that's where things started. I, I started feeling challenged mentally because I was in the flow of what it was that I was doing at the time. Like I, I had been on the road doing meetings and, and presentations and meeting with people and team building, relationship building. I'd been on flights. You know, we spent a year where we were on flights, you know, 10 Every days out of a almost. month, yeah. you know, and to go from that and operating in that way to where I can't even get up out of the bed was very difficult for me mentally and it's hard to really articulate what you're feeling i think that's one of the major parts of motherhood that changes and when even when you're pregnant like that there are some feelings that you start to feel that they don't have we don't have words for because i've never experienced this before yeah and i think just you know being your husband and and, and watching this kind of change um happen you kind of start to like feel bad for one for you i started feeling bad for you like man like i know she she's used to this hustle and bustle you know lifestyle that we kind of had and for everything to slow down that quickly um it is an abrupt change that kind of rocks people Mm -hmm. and and then you feeling sick pretty much every day um that that does put a toll on you emotionally oh yeah and um so you were you thinking like okay because we're in a people we 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 were in a people business mm-hmm. you know we're we're in a people um oriented business and when you go off the grid <laughs> it's like people are looking like what, what is happened? happening what happened to yeah. such and such mm-hmm. what were you dealing with then mentally i just i just felt like i couldn't show up for people that were relying on me um i couldn't and then you know, the other part of it is that you can't be honest about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, of course, once everybody knew I was pregnant, it was like this unspoken, oh, Brit's just pregnant. Oh, she can't do this because she's pregnant. And so then I had the grace amongst the people. And, of course, a lot of that is just self-inflicted in your mind of what you're thinking people are thinking about you. Right. Um, and I think that I struggled more with that in those moments because now people, you know, I mean, honestly, when you're in business, especially in entrepreneurship, I feel like even if you work or you're, you're in school, I feel like when you get to that point where you're carrying a child, people almost treat it like a handicap. Yeah. We're like, Oh, let's go get the wheelchair. This person can't do anything anymore. And, and you like, when you're a person that shows up for people and you're in the type of business that we were in and, and you're, you're showing up for people consistently, then it, and, and I can't do that or I can't get on a flight like there were even early in my pregnancy, like um, my midwife, shout out to Brittany. Um, you know, she was like, Britt, you cannot travel yeah. until you're 20 weeks. And I'm like, the whole point of this whole thing is like for me to be able to still do what I do. And what was happening during COVID is that um, mothers were losing their babies. Um, yeah. Early because there's this weird period in between the first trimester and the 20 week period where you can't feel the baby move. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this until, um, of course I went through pregnancy that nausea is a good sign. Like you being nauseous is a sign that the baby is doing well. So there's this period where you're out of the woods and you're in your second trimester where you're no longer nauseous, but the baby's too small for you to feel the movement. And so what was happening is that mothers were catching COVID or they didn't know they were asymptomatic and they were getting to their 20 week appointment because at that point your appointments are month to month. They're getting to their 20 week appointment and there's no heartbeat. And so because that had started happening so frequently during the COVID season, um, my, my, my midwife was like, you can't, you can't travel. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I heard that, you know, I don't play that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Malcolm turned into a whole nother person. We're going to be going by the book. Oh Yeah. 100 percent uh just because we were in such uncertain times when you were pregnant and dealing with that um covid was really really ramping up around that time Mm -hmm. uh that i'm like we just got back from mexico you ain't gotta do such and such you ain't gotta go here you ain't gotta go there i just want you and the baby safe um in a safe place too because i feel like i think you know more more 
more than I wanted to operate how I was operating, I probably would have, I wouldn't have survived mentally if something would have happened because I chose business over my safety. Mm, that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it You know, mentally. I, I would not have made I it. I think I remember you telling me that like, Oh yeah. I don't know what I would do myself if I lost this baby because of me trying to do the most, be who I was, mm-hmm. you know, and hustle and bustle of what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and then around that time, you know, I, I, I said, man, I, I got it. Don't worry about it. Um, whatever I, I need to do uh, in order to keep pushing it forward, I'll do. Um, even, you know, even when it wasn't the, the most ideal at the time. Yeah, you did. But um, so did you fast forwarding? Did you think there would be changes within our relationship, though? I I wasn't prepared for what they would be. I, I, of course, okay. I, it would be naive to say that there was not, nothing was going to change. Like I knew things would change, but I just think I didn't know to what extent, you know what I mean? When it comes to intimacy, um, when it comes to just the stuff that you're used to, like you and I would just abruptly walk outside, just take a long walk and just <laughs> talk and um, even pillow talk, Catch even, yeah. you know, just catching up and just having that heart to heart moment consistently date night was so routine for us. But now I can't, I can barely move or like, you know, at the end of the pregnancy and then with the baby. Now I don't want to take, you have that, that awkward period after you have a child where nobody goes anywhere. Yeah. It's like you stop doing everything, anything. It's like any and everything you just stop doing and you care for the baby, which of course you need to. Right. Um, you remember the question you asked me when your parents were here? What did I ask you? Um, did I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't useful or something like that. Do you remember saying that? I don't remember saying that, but el- no, I mean, elaborate. How did that make you feel? I mean, at, what's crazy is it was uh, it was a surprising question because I hadn't felt anything around that time. I hadn't felt anything mm-hmm. um, like that. But when you asked me, it made me start thinking like, dang, you know what? Well, what what is the the husband supposed to be doing around this time? Especially when my parents are here. Yeah, there's so, there's so many people here that can care for the baby. Mm-hmm. And how I just saw it in the beginning was this is their time, too, with the child because they're not going to be here every right. day. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're going to be here two weeks and this is their first grandchild. Yeah. Allowing them to to love on him and, and, you know, and really, really pour love into him. I was all for that because I understood, you know, it was much bigger than, you know, me feeling like I'm not useful. I didn't feel um, not useful at all. I, I felt very useful because <laughs> it was so many errands I was running <laughs> Oh every day, gosh. all day, like you need this, you need that. Yeah, and then you got, like you said, you even the day my water broke. Things, yeah, <laughs> the day when you when your water broke, uh, it was so many things for me to have to do around that time to mm-hmm. support you. And kind kind of how I saw it was okay. This time you're 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 taking care of the baby. This is my time to take care of you. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt with it. Um, but I can absolutely see how men could feel like. Well, I'm pretty useless at this point because in the beginning, the baby needs you. Yeah. They need all of you. Besides taking naps. I mean, that's pretty much yeah, what besides, you can with. Besides taking naps, the baby needs their mother, especially the first couple months. I every was, two I hours say. at that. Every two hours at that. So I can see why a guy would be like, man, I mean, I'm in limbo. What should I be doing? Especially if you're if you don't have like a full time job and stuff like that. Right. Which makes it even more like okay <laughs> we're just, we were just, just sitting, sitting here <laughs> we're just sitting here trying to uh you know figure out figure what this out. is yeah i think i i think you know i i would hope that you didn't feel useless because you were very useful um and you still are to this day i just think there's such a big adjustment to what parenthood really is. I think there's such a big fantasy that you have in regards to what this is going to be like. Like I had, I mean, I had the biggest fantasies of life. One of my biggest fantasies is that after I drop this baby, I'm going to be back. Mm. Back in what way though? All of the ways I'm back. (laughs) I'm back. Especially when you're in a business, um, not including, not even to mention a male dominated industry where, and you're having, you're hearing people say, Oh, Brit's back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need you back. I need the. I need. I need, I need that back. old thing. I need. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the old Kanye. Like, and it could be offensive. It was. It was overwhelming. Mm, okay. Because I'm like, I want to be back. I want to be who I was. But here's this person. How does? How do? How do? How do? How do I make sure that they're alive? <laughs> the hardest part about motherhood in the beginning is simply, I got to keep this person alive. Yeah. 
and you don't know how to. Fully. And I don't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Now, uh, I want to explore that because I remember you telling me that, like, you know, because we're, like you said, in a male-dominated industry and mm-hmm. things like that, when people are referring to, I need the old Britney, yeah. um, how did that really, really make you feel at that time? Did you feel like, well, nigga, I'm me, you know? Like, I always felt like I was me. Like, or I'm right here. I, and that's always what I, like, what do you mean? Because, like, in my business, right, we present information, right? Sales, direct sales, all the stuff like that. So I, I was literally showing the business plan to people the night my water broke. So in my eyes, it was like I was still, besides being able to maneuver the same way, I was still doing all the same things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so hearing like, you need to be here, you need to do this. And you know, we got to get you back. Like, it's like, dang, like I ain't even, my child is two minutes old. It's all fun and games when, you know, we at the hospital and you get to see the pictures and congratulations and safe delivery. But there's so many more complications that can happen after that. I remember, what was it, his first week? Yeah. His first week. His first week. Um, By that following week, that's when Fatherhood came out. That wild ass movie with Kevin Hart. Kevin, you picked the wrong time to try to be serious. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. You that tried to pick hilarious. You picked the wrong time gotta to be, be careful serious. What you you got to be careful what you watch. <laughs> so what happens in this movie, spoiler alert, if you don't, if you haven't seen it by now, you should have because it's already like a new Father's Day at this point. Right. <laughs> but in this movie, it starts off with them having a baby and the mother dies in childbirth. Well, no, after, at, you no know, after. after childbirth, yeah. right? She dies in the hospital due to complications after childbirth. Off top, outside of now wondering, is my husband okay? Is my family okay? Is my baby okay? I got to make sure, am I okay? And I got to be paying attention to all these signs that I was unaware of. Like, I, I feel like people don't talk about, like, I'm going to answer your question, but I have to say, like, we are not prepared as women, at least in our culture, my family, whatever you want to call it, my community, not prepared for as women for the mental capacity of turmoil and anxiety that is created from being pregnant and being for a new mom. In pregnancy, it's, is my baby okay? I'm going to the doctor once a month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our second baby, I'm 100% buying a Doppler. Like, I just need to know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're going month to month. I, I didn't know that you wasn't going to get an ultrasound every time you went to the doctor. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm expecting to at least see the baby every time. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Like, I'm learning all these new things as I'm going through the process. But you spend all this anxiety. You have all this anxiety around, is the baby Okay. Am I doing the right things? Like until I can really feel you kick, I really don't know. And then when they start kicking, if they're not kicking enough, they kicking too much. Is everything? It's like so many things that go through your mind throughout that whole period, just to, because you're growing a life for nine months. Yeah, I agree. It can be it, it, it can be tough, and if you're not if you're not having the conversations, hopefully these are, are sparking, sparking the conversations for people yeah, to kind of start having now because things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, your mental imbalance is going to change um, from from a woman's perspective and a man's perspective too. Talk about that because I do think when it comes to pregnancy and delivery and um, you know postpartum, a lot of the attention is focused on the woman. But do men go through postpartum? I would say yes. Um, it's not. It's not voiced. And for us, we're we're such internal beings that we internalize everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're never asked, you know, how are you doing today, or you know, you know, how how are you feeling um, as of right now? Uh, do you feel seen? Do you feel heard? Do, do you feel any of these different things? We're never asked any of those things, and we kind of don't have the conversation amongst ourselves either, mm-hmm. unless we're completely, you know, fed up or whatever, and we and we start talking about it, but. Um, you're right. I mean, there there is a level of postpartum uh, that men go through, whether they know it or not, and whether you think you 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 do or not. Because sometimes we, you know, our ego is like, man, I ain't going through nothing, and you are, you are, because things are going to change. Um, the intimacy for one is the biggest factor that changes between a dichotomy you and your wife. So you don't know the the effects that it has on you as a male, because now, uh, you're thinking like, am I? Do I have to compete? For love. Mm. And that's a big thing too. Like, 
you don't have to compete for love, but but these are thoughts that can come up. Like, hey, do I have, do I have to compete for my wife's attention? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of wanted me to bring you to this because as I was reading about this topic and what we're talking about, I heard people say sometimes sometimes there's a resentment um, from both sides mm-hmm. after having your first child or ha- you know having your world turned upside down. There's a resentment on both sides. One on the mother side of things, it could be that. The dad seems to have so much freedom. Oh my lord! And it seems like, and it seems that you don't Do have. Do you want to come much. get your son? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, and you don't have as much freedom. It, let's explore that because is that a thing? Do do women really really feel resentment when it comes to that? I mean, I I understand why you could. Like, I haven't personally felt like I resented you, but I have had moments where I'm like, like resentment is like a long term thing to me. Like, a moment. It it could be short term. It could be like, man, this nigga right here. Yeah, no, there have been times where it's just kind of like, you know, you don't hear him crying, or you don't want to help, or you know, like late night, you hate, you hate if you ever have to change, if you ever have to wake up out of your sleep. Like, even when he was a newborn, you hated that you had to wake up to get the bottle because Caden went through a period where yeah. he would only nurse in the daytime. He wouldn't nurse at night. Right. And so you would get so upset because you have to get up and get the bottle. But I'm like, what you don't understand is that I'm literally up and I'm allowing you to sleep. And I think when you start to create, we've talked about it so many times this season, about communication. And sometimes you'll have these internal battles with yourself about how you feel, where it's like, I haven't actually voiced to you that I'm tired or I'm mentally drained or I, I'm not I'm not making it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need I need some assistance. I need some help. Can you take him? Can you? Um, oh, I thought I saw a clip. Mm-hmm. Um, can you take him right now? Can you give me some space? Can I get a moment? Um, you know, I went through plenty of times where I was like, am I depressed? Like, I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it looks like. This probably is it since I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because it's so taxing and mentally, you're just thinking about so much. And you sometimes you just don't want to have to think about nothing. Yeah. And I think it was easier when my mom was here. Uh, When my parents were here, you know, we had extra hands with the baby. My mom was cooking. You know what I'm saying? It was just so many more. You know, (laughs) it was a false, a false life. (laughs) <laughs> you talk. were definitely living a fantasy oh my god 100 percent. she was here for six weeks we love you mom <laughs> thank you come do it again um the next go round um but i feel like there's a level of resentment because of unvoiced things that you're thinking about and you're yeah. creating scenarios in your head that you just having a grand old time downstairs watching a game you can't watch yourself. like it's like bro Maybe he just really doesn't know. And I think we had to start creating different dynamics. Like even now, like I don't wake you up as much at night yeah. because you take him in the morning. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's a, it's a learning experience because like you said, I was, I was so angry. Oh my God. I was so angry in the middle of the night having to get up and, and make bottles because I'm the type of person. If I get up, I'm up. I can't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So if it's 3 a.m. and I'm up now, well, my day has started at 3 a.m. And I don't know what to do with myself at this point. I'm I'm, I'm mad because I'm, I'm tired, but I'm mad I also can't go back to sleep. There's so many yeah. th- different things. So what I had to start doing um, when I had to get up was I would pause because I used to just jump straight up. And that's typically what, what we do. You know, when, <laughs> and it's, when it's our time, we at, jump up. <laughs> and at that moment, you become impaired. Yeah. And you, you didn't get anything we asked for. Now we having nothing. a full-blown argument Listen, because you... you bruh. I come up with the bottle. With, no with, nipple. No nipple in the bottle. <laughs> Probably barely any milk in it. I don't even know what kind of milk I had in it. I don't, who knows? It could have been almond milk, far as I know. First of all, you put. <laughs> you definitely know. got breast milk every Sleepwalking, time. Sleepwalking, you know, so you come up there and it's now, cold. It's cold. You, you, now you got to warm it up. Now you piss down, y'all back and forth. And there's a lot of bickering that can happen mm-hmm. if you're allowed to continue instead of, you know, starting to understand, like, okay. What's my triggers, you know? Yeah. And for me, I, I had to like, okay, when it's time for me to get up, pause. Give yourself 30 seconds to a minute to actually get up before just trying to pop up out of bed because it's your time now to to kind of help. And that changed a lot of things for me because now I got to decompress mm-hmm. and get my thoughts together and understand, okay, you're up to do this for your child that's hungry. Um, So because, you know, we... 
we don't tend to think like, okay, this is somebody that needs food that you, you know, <laughs> that you brought into this world. Right. Like, what's wrong with this boy? We're not thinking like that. I mean, we're not thinking like that. So taking that time to start thinking, you yeah. know, uh, is very, very important. But then also understanding uh, uh, a routine or something that can help re- alleviate some of the pressures of your spouse. Yeah. Is what I had to start learning because, like you said, uh, when I didn't start having to wake up as much throughout the night, I wake up early anyway, and I wake up before you mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, why not take him so you don't have to, um, you know, I guess really get some more sleep. So so you don't have to really keep waking up every 30 minutes to an hour just to feed him or whatever it is. Um, you know, you can help in that area. And that, and that goes a long way. You can, it has. You can add some more sleep hours to your week. My God, today. That can change some things that can probably bring the pressures down. one opportunity of sleeping. From that one opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I definitely say, I I don't think dads get enough credit, um, honestly, because a lot of the new mom stuff, I mean, new parent stuff is focused on the mom. You know, I don't think they pay attention to how much you show up at the doctors. You know what I mean? How often you're there. And I, you know. So it's 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 interesting because as a woman, I feel like you're trying to make sure you're meeting everybody's needs at that point. Now I have to meet the needs of my business. I have to meet the needs of, um, you know, my business partners. I have to meet the needs of my husband. I have to make sure that our home is still taken care of. Because the truth be told, with or without this business or with or without, when this child is 18 and grown and, you know, goes about their life, it's still me and you. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's important to make sure you're putting an emphasis on making sure you do rekindle so that that's another thing that rekindling process oh my jesus <laughs> you know this is not this is an unofficial ad but what i'm gonna just say go and get you a rose okay dude they're going to pay it you know they're going to they're gonna have to pay for that <laughs> i got to we'll add a no, link to the show though. notes <laughs> that's real though like that rekindling aspect to to your marriage that gets kind of torn up in pieces <laughs> when you first have your your child, uh, it's really, really hard to get back to um, what you once were before. One, because I don't want to be touched. And two, yeah. because I don't feel, I don't feel sexy. Like I don't feel too. like, like are you looking at me with these damn diapers on? And like, <laughs> you oh. think this is cute? Lord Jesus, no, the diapers. Oh Lord, I remember that. But that's what I'm saying. So how could I be if I'm in diapers for six weeks? And you're changing diapers for six weeks. How can I get out of this diaper phase and now feel like, oh, I can't wait to rekindle with my husband after he watched me sleep on a mat for? <laughs> See, here's the thing. All right, the six weeks, cool with. I was completely cool with the six weeks. I understood this. I mentally prepared for this for nine to ten months. Uh, I had already prepared for this six month, a uh, six week hiatus. You know, of, <laughs> uh, that that was going to take place. I already understood that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my issue, and neither you know you being in diapers. I understood the you know, the recovery process. It was, it was after that when there's somebody in your bed now at night. He's a wonderful cuddler. And yeah, you know, there's somebody, there's your child there at night. It's very, very hard to have uh, intimacy or, or, or begin intimacy uh, when that is happening. And I understand that. And there's times where you could feel like, okay, is it me? Is it she doesn't feel up to this anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I feel up to this anymore? Do I even want to, you know, try? And, that, and that's another thing for, for my guys out here. Like, we got to be willing to, to spark this thing off. Because sometimes you could be dealing with things mentally, internally. And we do too. Yeah. But, but you're dealing with so many other things that, you could be very well saying in your head, like, he may not want me. Oh, 100%. Often. He may not want me. And, and this is why I want to ask you, have you ever thought the lack of intimacy was your fault? Yes. Why? Probably more often than not. Why? Because I I feel like everything is on me. You know what I mean? Like, even even if you get into the point where you're starting to initiate, if I don't feel like it now, I feel like I'm re- like, does he feel like he's being rejected in this moment? You know what I mean? I have to now contemplate all these things. Of course, there's plenty of times where you got to rev it up. Like, OK, get it. Get it together, girl. Like, get it together. You don't know. Who. Oh, wow. I'm so weak. <laughs> um, 
but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have to really, so I, I've often felt like it was my fault because you didn't deal with all of this. You know what I mean? You didn't push the baby out. You didn't have to go through recovery. You don't have to go through the mental thought of what is this going to really be? What is this about to feel like? Am I about to be screaming? <laughs> Am I about to be pissed? Am I about to, is it, is it going to shake the, sh- the same? Um, there's a lot more factors to it that I wasn't prepared to think about. And so it does make you feel like it's your fault because, yeah. you know, especially when you're now like, I remember when you put Caden out, when you put Caden out that bed and put him in his crib, here's, it was like, oh, no. Here's a life hack for my fellas out here. The sooner you get your baby to sleep in a crib, the sooner you and your wife can rekindle. And I made that a point, not even you just did. for that. It was for him. It was for him not to be um, used to it, used to it, where to the point where we can't get him out the bed because I've heard the horror stories of that, too. So it's training is training what you want to see also and training how you want your child to behave. Um, that was a part of that, too. He's a half nighter right now. He's a half nighter right now. Yeah, it is better than all nighter. You oh, know, sure. way better than that. <laughs> he has great timing. But uh, you're right. I, I, I felt like, you know, you may be dealing with things mentally yourself. And for guys, we're, uh, I can only speak for me, but I, I feel like majority of us, <laughs> we, uh, we get frustrated. We get frustrated when, when there isn't, the, when there is a lack of rekindling or a lack of intimacy. And then also a lot of us guys, we don't know what the heck intimacy is because it ain't just sexual. It's not. And that's the problem. I feel like a lot of times, you know, men want to jump back into sex, exactly, but you're not willing to like. I just don't want to have to think. I want to talk to an adult for the day. I yeah, want to have conversations yeah. to actually um, not dump, but I want to alleviate the stresses and the the pressures and the um, concerns that I have in life now that I didn't have before. You know what I mean? My mind was way less consumed. Um, and I think that's a better word to use versus like resentment and all that kind of stuff. I just, <clears throat> oh, sometimes you just feel overly consumed to where there's no capacity to think about anything else. And that can cause frustration because I just feel like I need to take a moment to think it's been, it's been to the point where like I'll stay up later, mm-hmm. even though I feel goofy for being up, <laughs> I feel stupid for being up. Cause I need to be asleep. Cause I'm gonna be mad when this baby wakes up, but this is the only moment where you're sleeping. He sleep that I can just not have to worry about nobody you know what i mean and so you know sometimes i feel like when we were in that rekindle phase i'm like yo take me out take me to a nice do for me what you did for me if you want me to do for you what i did for you (laughs) if you want me to get back to the point where you don't you know i'm saying you're not the only person initiating sex and all that stuff like that then you gotta go do for me to where i feel like myself and that was one of the things my midwife had told you too she did. She she did put me up on game on that. Uh, it's you know it's up to me to listen though, and and that's what I did. I did listen to that, and I understood that. I mean, in the beginning, you don't know fully mm-hmm. until you're like, oh, I remember this. I'm prepared for this. I prepared for this, and like you said, taking you out, the rubbing of the feet, the the, the talking. Because sometimes. You're, you're talking to your child so much. You're talking to somebody that can't respond to you. you know? Or only talking you know? about the child. Yeah. So you want to have an adult conversation eventually. Mm-hmm. And can you have that adult conversation now that the dust has settled and then begin to kind of, you know, reshape and rekindle what y'all, what y'all had? Because it is very, very important, I think, in order for the marriage to continue to last, too. Well, I think even going back to episode one of like, we're, we're different people. And so it's the relearning of who have you now become? It's only been three minutes that you've been a mom, but everything has changed. Everything <laughs> right. has changed. You know what I mean? You're now, what are you thinking? How do you feel? What does it feel? Like we have those conversations all the time. Like where it's like, how do you feel now that you're a mom? I mean, we honestly don't even believe that we got a kid. He's almost one at this point. But when you've been together for so long and now you got a one year, it's like, yo, we literally were just in, you know, a door rooms five minutes ago now we have a whole kid together you know what I mean and so it's it's wanting to have that conversation around who have you become what do you this was my question for for you was like you know how do you feel like fatherhood has changed you like your person you know how's fatherhood changed you I I okay I I am and I well I was and I am Mm -hmm. both a very impatient person. Mm-hmm. 
um, fatherhood has taught me a lot of a lot more patience uh, to have a lot more patience. Um, I love fatherhood. Uh, I really, really do. I love seeing somebody that you literally created, like walking around joyful, um, running around joyful. Uh, it's 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 made me think so much about legacy. Um, it's it's crazy. You know, I, I've always before we even had it, I didn't have life insurance, mm-hmm. and I told myself. You start thinking about all these longevity things yeah. when you have a child. And I'm like, yo, I got a BMW, but I ain't got life insurance. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And immediately, I went and got me a policy. Because when you're when you're by yourself, you're not really thinking like that completely. Yeah. And and this is for all, all uh, young black men out here. Get that thing before it happens, mm-hmm. you know? get You got to start taking care of some things, especially if you, if you plan to have a child. Um, and, and it made me start thinking about legacy building and wealth generating things that, okay, what's, what's past what we're doing now? What can I be setting up uh, for the future? What, what businesses could I be doing now or, or starting now that I could be setting up for the future? What um, insurance policies could I be grabbing out there that secures the future of the child or you uh, or our family in general? Mm-hmm. It, it just allowed me to put what I already knew into absolute action. And, you know, being a father, it's so it's so rewarding because now you get to impart a lot of what you've learned into somebody else. But you also get to allow them to be an individual. Yeah. And, it, you know, before you have a child, you have all these expectations. I'm going to do this. That, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and all that goes out the window. When you have a child now, it's about, man, day, day by day. Day by Learning day, day by day. Um, and it's an ongoing learning process, ongoing job, uh, but it's a it's the most joyful one. It's the greatest thing, not fatherhood, but it's it's a joy to watch you grow as a father, um, as a man, as a person. Um, because like I've been with you since you were twenty years old, so to see you as a father has like given me more love, more more. Um, man just a deeper level of love and that's the crazy part is like you can be going through all this stuff mentally and you know experiencing all these challenges and anxieties as I talked about while you're going through that process and you're figuring out your rhythm in this new um situation but I feel like it also although there are moments of resentment it also allows you to (laughs) literally fall deeper in love with this person for who they have now become like watching you be a father has it's like next level like I was watching y'all today and you, he was crawling behind you while you were walking and you were like, come on, buddy. Like, and I was just like, this is just so cute. And he was uh, on his walker and you were like, Oh, look at you. You walking my, and it's just like the support of like, just seeing like, damn, I definitely picked a wonderful partner. I picked a incredible father for my children to watch how you've grown just in 10 months. Um, and, and I've fallen deeper in love with you as a, as you have grown become a father, even before that, you know, when we first got pregnant, you found out it's just like the level of care and protection and, and, and intentionality that you have, um, as a husband and as a father is just, I mean, wow. I appreciate it, girl. Let me stop for a week. Listen, all right now. <laughs> no, legit. Like, like, yeah. Being a father is dope. Being a father is the new sexy. Y'all better, y'all better recognize. I'm cracking up. You know, it's but, a lot of but with the I right think. person. With yeah. the right person. You know, and I believe in, you know, doing it with, in marriage. But, you know. Who cares, you know. Yeah. You I find mean, the right person to have, have a baby with. That's your, that's your thing. It's your prerogative. It's your prerogative at the end of the day. It is. Um, how has motherhood changed you? Um, it's a full life 360. I say it all the time. It's like by far one of the greatest experiences that makes you tired, annoyed, happy, (laughs) um, and joyful. It's like the weirdest oxymoron I've ever lived in, um, where every single day is different and watching him grow. Like now that he's 10 months and like literally watching you stand up on your own, you're walking a little bit and you're, you, you know, you're developing this little personality. I think it's just made me a better, a better woman because my focus is just in a different place. It's just really making sure that I 
one, have healed myself. Mm. Um, I think that's one of the main things that being a mom has made me uh, really focus on and like being willing to have have conversations and become a person that's very vocal about how I feel, what I feel and not and moving past places where I've struggled for a long time because I don't want, you know, him going through the same things that I went through because of my lack of availability, because I didn't work on the things I needed to work on. Yeah. And uh, my mom asked me a really interesting question. One time we were having a conversation uh, she you? two months ago. She was like, you know, what, what wouldn't you instill in your son that, you know, happened to you growing up or yeah. that you experienced That's a great question. as a child. And I wish she would have asked me if I had some preparation because <laughs> I feel like in that moment, I'm like, scroll? Oh my yeah, God, I would have yeah. had a scroll <laughs> if she would have asked me if I had some pre prep, but it's like in that moment, it's like, Oh my gosh, why would I ever make my parent feel that way? And I think you learn a lot about your parents being people. Um, you learn a lot yeah. about why things were how they were and how people think when you're in their shoes, it's ho- it's easy to judge everything when you're not in somebody's shoes even it's made me even a better um a better person like there's so many people <laughs> so many people that have worked with me on a business level that were just like who are you <laughs> you're so soft yeah, I don't, like, I don't understand like why That's aren't funny. you yelling at me <laughs> like crazy. first of all I didn't yell at y'all I just yeah, yeah. I just tried to help you get to what you told me you wanted you know what I'm saying <laughs> um but I felt like I, there's just another level of understanding that um, I can be, I just feel like you just evolve as a woman. Um, and in those moments when you just embark in another place and I, I have a very soft spot in my heart for women that are going through infertility, that desire children, um, even ones that don't. And it's not saying that you can only evolve as a woman if you have a child. Um, cause that's not true. I know incredible women that are constantly evolving, um, with and without children. Um, but I feel like for myself, I needed this. I needed to become this person. There were so many levels to me that I w- had to unlock in order to really go to another level as a person yeah. um, to really, you know, become a new me. Um, there's some things that I just feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't have understood or started doing or focused on or been vocal about without him. Yeah. I, lo- I love seeing you be a mom. It's it's crazy because I'm like, man, he loves her so much. <laughs> like, he loves his mom so much. Uh, and it's it's a joy to see um, just, you know, one, the softer side of you, you know. I was that, hardcore. That I see. No, I see this on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, facts. But other people get to experience it and see it too. Because it's one thing to to know somebody through passing or through IG um, you know, in business, whatever it is, but to to know that it can bring a certain level of uh, humanity to somebody, oh my gosh, yes, and relatability, uh, it's it's a joy to see that as well. And you know, it's crazy how you never know how it's really going to change you. You never really know what kids would do. Um, you know how it would change you or or, or your life, and how now we think about. Man, there's no, there's no. I can't see my life without oh my, my son. Thinking about this time last year, how there was the heck no, did we operate? What were we doing without a Caden? What were we doing in our lives without having our son? It's hard to even think about now. And what's funny is, I, a guy told me years ago that when when somebody when your wife has your your child, you're going to love her that much more. And back then, I was just thinking like, man. Pregnancy, her going through pregnancy, the baby coming out of her. How? I don't. (laughs) How am I going to be? I was very shocked. He was like, "I'm now trying to throw no hot dog down the hallway." (laughs) Listen, I was so ignorant, you know. And we do this in our heads, though. We we really do. We think about: Are we gonna? Are we gonna fall in love even deeper with with the woman of Mm -hmm. our, you know, that we're with? Uh, how are we going to love them, the child, both of them? You know, how how is this dichotomy going to work? Mm-hmm. And the second you had him, I fell that much more in love with you uh, and seeing y'all together. Uh, I'm in love every single time. So it's it's like it's something that comes over you like, man, I do anything for my family. It really, it really is what it is. It is what it is. It I is agree. what it is. I would do anything for them. And I just think I, I'm I'm grateful because 
I feel like we have evolved as individuals, but we've definitely evolved as a couple. Um, just our mindset now is like we we on some other we be about it right now. Just because it's making sure that he has a life that we never got to live, um, but also just making sure that he's prepared in life and that we're able to live our lives to the fullest with him um, versus having to feel like um, life has halted or things have changed so much that we can't live anymore. Right. We want him to be able to experience a full life because we, of the things that we've done, um, you know, in our time being able to make sure that, you know, he gets to experience the world at whatever great heights he could. Yeah. So, I mean, is that your life lesson? Um, this is the part of the show we talk about the life lessons. So. I will say my life lesson <laughs> is things are going to change. It's, it's yeah. being, being, ready for change, being open to change, being acceptable to change, um, but being willing to make sure that the change is the way you want it because things are going to change, but it doesn't mean they have to change in a way that's negative. We actually have the ability to shape the change that comes with our families, with our spouses, with our partners, um, and with that child when we transition into this new space. And so it's just being open and understanding and not naive to the fact that things are going to change. But um, although they may change, although they will change, um, they do get better. And you get when you find that rhythm, you find that flow and you do it with the right person. Um, you know, you just end up in a place that's just bliss over time. Over yeah, time. I, I think my life lesson is. Com- be completely understanding of each other's process. Mm. Um, there's going to be a process that you both go through, um, both together and individually and understand that everyone has a different way of dealing with things Yeah, and to not be afraid to have the, the ugly conversations. Uh, some, hopefully some of the conversations that we had tonight, um, strike something in you all to have a conversation, uh, with your spouse about, you know, having future kids or having your first kid or whatever, um, having these, these dialogues early. And really starting to understand, like, okay, we're we're in this together. We can get through it together, whatever time this is. And we have a new bundle of joy that we get to um, love on and and appreciate uh, that God God has given us. So I love it. I love it. I love the process. I love it. It's an everyday grind process. Every day is changing. Every Every day day is different. (laughs) But But every every day day, is great. Every day is Every day is great. Every day we love the same. So I love you. I love you too, baby. <sighs> well, this was a. <laughs> this is one of them ones. This was a. So let's talk about a production. <laughs> and we're your hosts, Brittany Garrison. <laughs> you can follow me at uh, Brittany Danelle on Instagram. You can follow me, Malcolm Garrison, Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And then you can follow uh, the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod. We want to hear from you. How was your experience as a new parent uh, or a repeat parent? Uh, We'll probably have a conversation about that in years to come. Amen. Um, (laughs) You know, but we want to hear from you. What what did you take away from this episode and and what's been changing for you in How can we help you make it better? Um, We love you guys. Um, Don't forget to submit your questions that you want to submit into the show at uh, so let's talk about a pod at gmail.com and uh, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, um, and and rate the podcast. This bless you. Join the Patreon (laughs) and and we look forward to helping you all uh, sift through some of these conversations. We we have them daily. We have them daily. And now this, this podcast has been like therapy too in, in a sense so. yes and us being able to have a little bit of um you know our, our intimate moments yeah. and our, our deep thoughts together um as we continue to grow together um uh, over time we love it so right, we y'all. love y'all we appreciate it let's talk about it we out <laughs>